0: Welcome back to the Hoops Hide podcast, where we provide you coverage on one simple thing, and that is basketball. I'm Jacob Hyde. Alongside of me is my co-host, Luke Hoffman, and we're back with another episode of uh, the Hoops Hide podcast, where we're going to talk about some, we're going to have a deeper episode today. We're going to have some more topics to talk about um, this coming week as the NBA season continues to move along. Um, There's a couple of surprises. There's a couple of non-surprises that are showing up uh, throughout the league as the season has um, started to ramp up. And one of those surprises we're going to talk about today are the Washington Wizards. Um, We're also going to talk about Chicago Bulls' hot start and Miami's um, start as well in the Eastern Conference. Um and then we're going to move along into the Western Conference just a little bit, and then we're going to end today ep- today's episode with a fun little topic about the NBA City jerseys that were re- released earlier this week. Uh, so without any further ado, let's get this episode rolling. All right, Luke. So I think we're going to start out this episode by talking about um, the Chicago Bulls. I know last episode we ta- we touched on them. When they were starting, I think that was when they were 4-0. And we were talking about the stretch coming up for the Bulls um, with the Jazz and the Knicks and the Celtics. And now this, they're going to be playing the Sixers coming up this week. Um, they're sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference at 6-1. and one, And in that stretch so far, one against those teams that we were looking at, uh, to see if the Bulls were real legit. And that one loss was against the Knicks, and it was by one point. Um, so they hung tough with the Knicks uh, throughout that whole game. So how do you um, look at the Bulls so far as the season is progressing?
1: <clears throat> um, They've looked really well. Uh, one thing about them that I know, a lot of people didn't like the DeMar DeRozan signing. I was kind of indifferent about it, even though I think he has some value to a team, but at the same time, the amount of money for a guy who's pretty limited in his game is a lot, but I think it makes sense um, because when Zach Lubin is off, DeMar DeRozan has been doing a lot of the work in crunch time in these games, finishing off these games. They had a game last night against the Boston Celtics where they were down uh, quite big and came back because DeMar DeRozan in crunch time. The, The one question I have about this team is that they've been really solid defensively right now. And I don't know how long that lasts given the defensive talent on the team. They're fifth as of last night, um, two nights ago, as as far as when this episode comes out, they were fifth in defensive rating at 101.8. I I don't know how sustainable that is given, especially with the – Horrible news of Patrick Williams likely being yeah. out for the remainder of the season. That was one of their best defenders. They needs they, they need a a guy who can play like a three four role. Um, I've heard a lot of some I've heard some talk of like Kyle Anderson. I think that could be a, a good pickup for them to fill that Patrick Williams role at least temporarily. I think Pat, Kyle Anderson is a free agent after the year. So, um, and not Patrick Williams. Sorry, uh, say Kyle Anderson. I don't know. Whatever, but um outside of Alonzo and Alice Caruso, I don't know how much how consistent they can be defensively. Like Zach Levine's typically not a great defender, DeMarta Rosen's not a lockdown defender, Vucevic isn't a room protector. Mm-hmm. Um I think it'll be interesting when Kobe White comes back from his injury, see if he can be that bench scorer that really puts them over the top. Uh But, you know, I'm I'm interested. Um, I would assume I had a really good game yesterday. I think he was six for six in the field or something. Um, Brings a lot of energy off that bench. Javante Green has proved a lot of the defender off the bench for them. Um, I mean, I I think I might have had them a little too low. But I think we're going to see if they regress defensively back to, you know, the mean. I think that's a, a key here and see how they do it at replacing Patrick Williams.
0: Yeah, Patrick Williams that's a huge that's a big loss for them. Um hearing that he's going to be out for the remainder of the season. Um but like you touched on defensively, um I think you I think you said they were rated 5th in def- in the defensive rating category um throughout the whole NBA but um that's going to be like you said that's going to be a bigger question as the season moves along like how like you said not a lot of players are that elite type defender that maybe like Kawhi is, or a player of that caliber.
1: Why, like,
0: <laughs>
1: just get well, some like solid, but like good yeah' guys a, a, Like, like Lonzo is a great defender. Caruso is a great defender. But outside of that, it, it's it's not much.
0: Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they move along defensively. You know, offensively they're gonna play well. Um, both DeRozan and Levine are averaging over 25 points a game to start the year. Um, I think there's four or five players on the Bulls roster that are averaging over 10 points a game. Um, DeRozan is coming off of two straight 30-point games. Um, So both him and Levine are playing great offensively. Um, I had them seventh. No, I had them them ninth in my preseason. I think I had them seventh. Yeah, you had the I, I have them ninth in my preseason ranking, so I think I have them a little bit too low. I think they'll
1: finish top but, five.
0: But I think I think this is what I wanted to see. Like being having them bring in DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball and Alex Cruz, so I think I needed to see them play like this, especially offensively. It
1: really, um, it really is just gonna boil down to if that defense can stay at least like top ten. Yeah. For the remainder of the year.
0: Yeah, and I'm not too I'm not too worried about them losing to the Knicks. It was by one. They could easily be undefeated still. Um, but they're not. They're six and one. I need, to, yeah, I need
1: to watch some bulls games. Um yeah. I might even, if I'm home for Christmas if I'm home for Christmas, maybe I'll make a drive to Chicago.
0: They're they're definitely a fun team to watch. I've watched a couple of their games. Um but yeah, like we touched on offensively, they're perfectly fine. Like we've brought up I think defensively is going to be the biggest question um, if they can sustain that type of defensive talent um, on the on the opposite side of the ball, but yeah i i mean they're they're looking really good, and if I had to rearrange my rankings right now, obviously they would be higher than nine, but I think this is exactly what I needed to see from them um to justify them being a top-five team in the in, in the Eastern Conference. Um, but enough talk about the Bulls. I think we're going to flip the talk script. Talk about your boys. Yeah, and talk about one of the most disappointing teams so far this season, in my opinion, which are the Boston Celtics. Um, they played the Bulls a couple nights ago, and they had a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And I think the Bulls went on like a thirty thirty-four to nine run or something. It was some it was like crazy number. It was like a thirty nine run or something to end the game. And the Bulls ended um Bulls ended up winning one twenty eight, one fourteen, I believe it was. Um just a major collapse by the Celtics. Am I worried about the Celtics? Yes, I am definitely worried <laughs> about about the Boston Celtics. I have them to- I had I, I had them top three in my in my Eastern Conference um, standing predictions. Um, I was really high on them. I thought Tatum Brown and Smart would gel pretty well. Um, but I think I don't know if the there was a Marcus Smart quote earlier this week. I don't know if it was true or not, but he was talking about how
1: that <laughs> um the Jays are Chuckers. Yeah. No, oh, that no, that's that's true. He, he, that's recorded. You can you can listen to him say this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I and I was so, and I I I don't know. I I didn't know if it was true or not, but I guess it is. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. Um, the Jason t- the Tatum, is Jason yeah. Tatum
1: is shooting thirty nine percent from the field, twenty seven percent from three. But I mean, if you just if you were just a box score watcher and you see oh he's averaging twenty almost twenty six eight and three. You'd yeah. be like, oh, he's playing great. And then you look at the efficiency the numbers. Like, yeah. like Jalen Brown's having a pretty solid season in the field. He has struggled at times. He's been a little inconsistent, but those great games have kind of overcame those bad games. But Jason Tatum, like, he, he's shooting a lot of shots. He's taking 25, almost 25 shot attempts. Um, I heard something today that he is, Um, I think it's, Out of everybody who's ever led the league in usage percentage, he has the lowest assist percentage, I believe, was the stat. Um, Meaning he's just taking a bunch of shots and just not passing it.
0: And that's crazy because, like, if they – I think it's more Jason Tatum than it is Jalen Brown. But, like, if they were able – Also, offensively,
1: Marcus – I'm looking at this – He's shooting twenty nine percent from the field on almost ten shot attempts.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean they're all they're all. It's, there's no doubt it's, about it. they're all struggling shooting the ball. It's Dennis just, Schroeder forty six percent from the field on eleven shot attempts. Like that whole team is just
1: struggling. Roy Parker and has been like their guy off the bench.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and averaging
1: eight points per game in twelve minutes, and he's shooting sixty almost sixty two and a half percent from uh the field sixty. Like sixty-seven percent from three on um, two shot two three attempts. He's only played in three games, but you know, like you like to see it.
0: You love to see it.
1: That's kind of that's kind of rough for the team, though.
0: Yeah, I mean. Like the the journey that your partner is, and also kind of,
1: they are 27th in defensive rating. They need to tighten up on that end because they have solid defenders. Like Tatum can defend, Brown can defend, smart is
0: smart obviously, can, yes, smart as a defense. Like, a defensive.
1: Robert Williams can defend, Dennis Schroeder can defend, Josh Richardson. The reason he's in the NBA is because he, he can defend, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're still bottom three in the league. So, um, yeah, I they they they've disappointed me. I've I've didn't I have not had a smile on my face watching Boston Celtics. Um I
1: only I only actually watched their Knicks game cuz that was insane, but
0: um I, I watched a little bit of example. the Bulls game, but and then I heard obviously heard that they blew the 14 point lead. Um but I, it, it's it's pretty disappointing that I've had the I was so high on the Celtics and they have the talent to Contend for in the conference, but they're just like, I they just need to not like they just need to go do something, make the
1: playoffs where they might be closer to my ranking than yours.
0: Yeah, probably, I, if, yeah <laughs> pro- probably. But if they, I mean, obviously any team can get hot, but they just need to shoot the ball better, like, especially and like you said, defensively, they need to be better. They have Marcus Smart, like, he's if anything, he's a defensive minded player, he'll. He's like a Patrick Beverly type, like, defensively. He'll get into your face, and he'll go after steals, and he'll do his job defensively. But just as a team as, as a whole, the Celtics need to get better offense. It, it comes down to getting better offensively and getting better defensively at this point because they're struggling on both ends of the ball.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I think, I think I'm done ranting about the Celtics. Um,
1: hey, we can move bias. right along
0: to another Eastern Conference team. Um, another team that's sitting right at the top of the conference in second place. Uh, they have a 5-1 and one record. It is the Miami Heat. And we just talked about the Celtics struggling on defense. Um, we're going to flip that totally around, and we're going to talk about Miami and how elite their defense looks to start the season. Um, defensively as a team, they lead the league in... I think four categories: defensive efficiency. There, it's just under one. Um, they lead the league in defensive efficiency. They leave league lead the league in opponents opponent um, points per game at ninety seven last year um, for the twenty twenty season. They held team. I know it's six games in, but they held uh, teams to one hundred eight points last year, at, and right now they're holding teams in 97. They lead the league in opponent shooting percentage at 39% and also in opponent two-point percentage 47%, um, which they were at 54% in 2020. Um, So that defense looks really, really good uh, down in Miami. What are your thoughts, Luke? I mean, they're going to be
1: a really good defense. They have a lot of switchability. I think that's a key part of them. They have a lot of guys who are kind of wings like even Bam is like a smaller five so you can kind of but he's still strong enough to guard the big big fives but he's you know he, he can go down guard like fours and threes you have P.J. Tucker who can kind of guard really one through five um it's only reason he, he really has a job right now mm-hmm. um is because I mean he's basically a zero offensively, but he can I mean we've seen him literally play center even if it wasn't the greatest experiment, but he can also guard guards pretty well. Obviously, Jimmy Butler, another, like, all-defensive-type talent. And then they have the spark off the bench, and Tyler Hero has been really impressive this season to help them offensively. Because um, offensively, as, like, a starting unit, they are they are um, trying to bring up their numbers right here, but they are uh, fourth in offensive range. So then, obviously, he's still elite, but... Um, I'm not quite sure how sustainable that is. It's just um, kind of talking like we were talking about the Bulls defensively. I it it might be a little tough to keep this pace up offensively, but I think they definitely have it defensively.
0: Uh yeah, it's. it's I mean, the I think last year they didn't they str- really struggle. I don't know if they struggled defensively, but they struggled offensively. I I think last year, didn't they? They had kind of an off.
1: Last year, they were... Offensively, they were 18th out of 30. As far as okay. offensive rating. They were 7th defensively.
0: Because they, obviously... They had
1: a rating of zero. They literally <laughs> had a <1-1-2 laughs> one one yeah. two offensive rating, 1-1.2 defensive rating.
0: I mean, obviously... In the bubble, they their offense, and that's
1: and that's another thing is that the only time we've seen them play well in the playoffs as this with this unit is in the bubble. So we need to see them do it in a real basketball NBA environment.
0: And obviously, Jimmy Butler is going to be the big leader on the floor offensively and defensively.
1: Jimmy Butler is happy as hell that
0: Brent Forbes is not in the East. Um, but no, but Butler, his his numbers are pretty good this year. He's averaging 25 points a game. He's shooting 50, 50, basically 53% from the field and almost 40% from three. Um, so he's he's been playing at a really high level offensively. And obviously as a team, um, the Miami Heat have been doing the job defensively. And I think it's been against some pretty good – Obviously, pretty good talent. Let's see who they've... I don't know exactly who they've played. Um, they put the Mavericks, Grizzlies, Hornets, Nets. And then the Magic and Pacers. Bucks, Celtics. Yeah, so they've... Then, especially it's as of really late, nice they've played... Out there. And especially as of late, they've been playing pretty... Pretty decent teams. Well, not really. The Rockets Spurs. Yeah.
1: I mean if you no. look at if you look at like <clears throat> if you look at like how Lowry's just numbers like you think he was just awful. But he's <laughs> just doing stuff like, like defensively and opening up um the offensive game for Jimmy Buller and Tabitha here. I mean he's scoring eight points on thirty three percent field goal shooting and twenty six percent twenty seven percent three point shooting. So the the box score numbers look pretty awful, but um Obviously he's doing something right if there's you know, number one offensively mm-hmm. and number defensively number four offensively as their lead point guard. Better be making all that money.
0: Yeah, and the Heat Heat won yesterday against the Mavericks. Um Tyler Hero had twenty five twenty five points. Uh it's never done. Even though they're winning games. They're winning I'm games, not- but I'm not gonna. But, they're they're sitting at that four or five seed, in Luka Doncic, you know, because because of Luka Doncic, and it's kind of weird. Like all, this is not on. Kristaps is like Kristaps is like
1: awful this season. <laughs> <laughs> is he like twelve I mean, and five or something.
0: Yeah, it's it's he's a, he. I would give me obviously obviously I wish he did never got hurt, but I don't know if that would make it. I mean, that would definitely make a difference, but um, but I don't know. It's weird. This is not on our notes but I want to bring it up. The Western Conference, like if you look up the standings, it's I I thought it was going to be flipped. I thought the Western Conference was going to be more of like the six like six and one starts for like three or four teams, but the Western Conference, the third seed is 4 and 3 right now cuz everyone's and, old. And so like yeah, well and the Jazz and Warriors are sitting at so 5 you,
1: and 1. All the all the fun young teams are in the um, are in
0: the East. Yeah. But, um, other
1: oh, than like Memphis and
0: so, so Maver- the Mavericks do have a good shot of te- technically, if they can play up to their potential, they have a good shot of landing at that four or five seed. And Luka Doncic... they're actually in three right now, yeah, three like at four, four and like two? four and three right now. In the, in the west is third seed, and four and three in the east is, I think, like the six or seven Eight. seed, the eighth seed, yeah. So it's, it's definitely a nuts. flip. It's definitely a flip. The Bucks um, are, are left <laughs> from what we see. Yeah, the the Bucks are struggling, man. They have, they have a with, lot of injuries. Their
1: entire too. team is out now. Chris Middleton is out with yeah. COVID. Um, yeah,
0: the Bucks are not getting they, any well, breaks. They beat,
1: the, they beat the Pistons by like thirty <laughs> with just Giannis and Giannis, <laughs> me, you, Charlie, and
0: <laughs> That is true. <laughs> That's just like the Packers being Arizona with Aaron they Rodgers brought, and. I was Aaron on a Jones. point guard out there. You were
1: <laughs> you at the two. Just still a lot, to be honest, out there, and we won the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, 117-89. Hey, the Pistons actually won a game. Who did they beat? All right, we have to move along.
1: They're a G League team.
0: Oh, they beat the Magic. Okay, they beat the Magic. <laughs> okay. that's. But, um, yeah, the Pistons, man. Cade Cunningham is the real deal, but all right. Um, well, we were talking about Miami. Um, blah, 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 blah. I said, you, sir. yeah, we talked about Miami. All right. We can move right along. We can flip from the Eastern conference to the Western conference. I know we just touched on the Western conference um, briefly just now without, um, that was just off topic talk right there. Um, but we're gonna to touch a little bit here on Zion. Zion, he's out for another two or three weeks. Um, it was reported. Wait,
1: no, they said they're gonna reevaluate him in two to three weeks, which might means he might not be back for like months. Yeah, he,
0: yeah, he won't be practicing at least because he. Until, have you seen yeah. the pictures of him even more recently? Yeah,
1: he's just gaining more weight. Like yeah, yeah So he, when he, he, he he can't even practice yet. So when he's reevaluated, he's gonna to have to be clear for practice, and I don't see that. Yeah. Like said he's, he's gonna to have to condition for games
0: this this is sad because i have him sitting on my fantasy bench but it's it's not just sad because obviously he's benched in fan like on fantasy teams but like all throughout his high school career all throughout obviously one year at duke but he he was injured for some time at duke um when he was um playing in college but I don't know, I don't like I he he's like a generational generational talent if you wanna say that, like I don't know if you wanna go but if he didn't gain all that weight, if he didn't he get was absolutely injured,
1: generational. Yeah,
0: like he was so strong. Yeah, like he and when he played in when he played last season, he was averaging like what, twenty Dude, something do you points.
1: Re- do you remember the first like Zion clip of him in high school?
0: Yeah. He was like, like
1: yeah. he was like 16. Everyone was just like posting his 360 dunks. Well, I just broke my
0: pen. Um, yeah, he he is insane. Like it's. I mean, Mac McClung was doing the same thing in high school. And also, like, like, like
1: and also, like I mean, Jacob. Go ahead. <laughs> it said Mac McClung
0: or not? Um... <laughs>
1: and you know, you're right. It was Mac McClung, but like as a actual basketball. player.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, but like,
1: <laughs> bro, Zion was like 6'6", 250 as a sixteen-year-old.
0: Yeah, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, he Mac, McClure, he was doing also the same. Like, and also, he was like, doing the same thing in high okay, school. Like,
1: one of the reasons I had Zion so high coming out of the draft is, I mean, I think everyone did, but there were some people who, who I was talking to, who didn't. I think one of the things I told them was like, I think because of who he was defensively in college, I thought. Like, his floor was at least going to be, like, a defensive – like, a really solid defensive player. He's been terrible defensively since coming into the league. And I know a lot of that is because he has to do everything offensively for them. But, like, even when he comes back, I need to see something defensively from him for that team to do something.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm just afraid, like, something is going to happen and he's just going right. to – he's going to get an injury and it's going to be, like, his career – like his like, his weight, he cannot – like, as much athleticism as he has, and he's dunking the way he is and jumping, like, jumping and landing the way he is, like, he could easily do something that his career could just be done. Cause he, like, his weight has gone up year by year by year. And that's just the sad part about, it. like, bro, he, he busted set... his shoe. Yeah. He, yeah. And at Duke, he literally <laughs> busted through his shoe. um, But I don't know. It's just, he, de- he just needs to... I mean, obviously, living in New Orleans, I would gain weight, too. But you're a professional athlete. You have to watch that. And you have to be conditioned to play in the league you're playing in. Um, and as much talent as you have, you kind of have to watch that. Cause, you're an
1: all-star at 20 years old. like
0: Yeah. You're going to... You you have a really, really bright future ahead of you. You just got to watch your, watch your weight. I heard something. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think I heard something that he was like... Three hundred plus. i just
1: at this, I just looked at this thing, and Basketball Reference has him at six seven two eighty four. I don't know when that was taken.
0: Oh yeah. man, that is a big boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I that weight needs to come down. Um. But I hope it does because he he has a really bright future ahead of him. Um. But obviously he's eating well. That's that's all I care about. He's got wa- to watch. He's got to watch
1: that. that fruits.
0: <laughs> no more gumbo.
1: <laughs> we gonna talk about the uh, the second pick in twenty
0: nineteen. Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead.
1: Hey, John Morant. He's looking like like an MVP candidate so far in seven games. Average in twenty eight um, 28 points, seven assists, five rebounds. All of those are career highs. Obviously, that's a. Um, that's a nine point two point jump um, in his points per game from last season. Obviously, it's really early, but that's like a huge leap. He's just shooting eight um, percent better from three. Insane. He's shooting eight percent, almost like seven and a half percent better from the field from last year. Like John Morant's taking
0: that jump. Yeah, and 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 this is with Jaron Jackson Jr. struggling, like. And the the Grizzlies, I think, are... But, uh,
1: but Desmond Bain is also taking that jump. So, mm-hmm. that's helping out a lot. I think Desmond Bain, what is he averaging? Like 20? Let me try to find him Um talk while I scroll yeah. through basketball records.
0: Yeah, Memf- Memphis is... With John Morant playing this exceptionally, he's averaging 28 a game. That's third in the league. Obviously, it's early in the season once again. Um, but it's something to look at. He's obviously playing to that type of level. And Memphis is sitting at the five seed. Um, they're, they're four and three, but Jaron Jackson Jr. is struggling. And I thought um, – probably everybody thought him and John Morant were going to be the duo. Um seventeen point seven
1: averaging 17.7 um, on – what is that? 41% from three on eight attempts. So that's a huge um, – huge piece for the for memphis what, what do you think would, what memphis would have to do for Ja if he was everything like these numbers all year for them to be in that conversation
0: um i don't i don't know like well
1: i mean I if they were like say if, I, if they were like a top four do you think
0: oh yeah oh, oh yeah but i think i think it's that same argument with like with Luca, like you bring up with Luca, like the Mavericks have to be, but the Mavericks have, suck. Well, like yeah, Grizzlies have pieces. Wait, yeah, the, okay, yeah, but but I still feel like I still feel like the Luka, like the Grizzlies Luka wishes, have to.
1: Luca wishes he had a Desmond Right. Luca wishes he had a Jaren. I know yeah. Porzingis didn't even. If Jaren, Porzingis,
0: though. if if Porzingis played up to his potential, they Porzingis. would
1: is and Jaron are actually comparable as hell because they yeah. both can't can't rebound for being bigs. They're both like shooting <laughs> bigs. I just prefer Jaron. I think is a better defender,
0: but but no, I think I think the Grizzlies have to be like a four or five seed for Jaw to be in any type of consideration for the MVP, averaging what he's averaging now. If I had to guess,
1: yeah, it's a, he he might be in that most improved category.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Even even a like a
1: nine point jump. Like that, yeah, that's he went from not even being an all star to probably to be like like he might be like a first, second team all NBA.
0: Yeah, it's I've I've watched him um throughout his Murray State days and and uh He's also taking
1: a, a three and a half more than his prior years. Almost actually almost two two more threes per game. In like similar minutes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and making them at a higher cliff and, and making them up <laughs> not um, like oh well, yeah, well, yeah I get, like I get a what you're a complete non shooter for a guard, and now you're shooting thirty eight percent from three
0: I get so, what you're saying, I see what you're I pick up what you're putting down,
1: I mean, I'm literally just saying stats, but
0: i know. <laughs> I,
1: know. I, I think I think uh, is. It? Is that all the basketball, real basketball
0: talk we have? I mean, we had the Wizards, but um, I kind of, Wait. I kind of skipped, I kind of skipped over them um, from the Eastern Conference. But yeah, I it's, it's, it's the Wizards. They're they're five and two, sitting in fourth place.
1: With Bradley Beal not playing very well, I, I think that is noteworthy. But um, I think I yeah. under, underestimated the depth a little bit. Yeah, I think. Oh, like, yeah. it, I I, th- I think we looked at like Kuzma and. Harrell and KCP being on the Lakers and, like, the high expectations they had. Yeah. Like, oh, now you play on a team that doesn't have anything, and, like, they're solid role players for that team. And,
0: obviously, you know. Yeah, I had the Wizards sitting at twelve, twelve in my in my preseason ranking. So, a bit of a surprise for me so far. Kuzma's averaging a double-double. Uh, you wouldn't see that in L.A. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much all the real basketball talk we have uh, for this episode. So if we want to end this episode on a bright note, we're going top five, bottom three city jerseys that were released. Um, do you want to go five to one or one to five, or how do you want to do that? I'm not ranking them. I'm just saying my top my five favorite and
1: my three least favorite. Okay. All right. Uh, go ahead. Not, we don't even have to, like, go one by one. You only have to – like, I'm just going to list my five. Yeah. Um, I think my five favorite, I definitely liked um, Houston. I liked Denver a lot. Um, The Mets is pretty nice. Oh, the Spurs I loved. That's four. Um, And I have to go – Can we go with the Timberwolves?
0: All right, all right. We have completely different five, but I I like I really if I had to pick a favorite, I really like Charlotte's. I'm not gonna lie, I like that I mean, blue. I, do I don't like the honeycomb on those jerseys, and I don't like the gradient.
1: I think is the main. thing. But
0: pick. I think those are those are super clean. Uh, so I have Charlotte. I had to go with Milwaukee because it's Milwaukee. I, I did like not this. have to
1: go with Milwaukee. I did not like them at first at all. Um, they're growing on me a little bit, but they're mid. I don't and like so, the blue. I do not like the the blue stripe on the top. Okay, oh, I well. it, yeah. And I, I, I just I wish they weren't white. Honestly. Um, well, and that's like I didn't like OKC's. Okay, so like I didn't like. I, okay. I I wish the Bucks either did like, um, they could have kept the current color font and put like the '80s Irish, uh, like the '80s like Irish green, like the. Um, the lighter green or they could have just gone purple and done like white lettering. Yeah. I think that would have been better than the white,
0: but all right. So I got Charlotte, Milwaukee. I like, I really like Chicago, the classic look with the cursive. Um, I like the Clippers and the Pacers.
1: I did not like the Pacers at all. The Clippers were nice. Um, don't like the Pacers at all. Just, just not pleasing to me. I don't know. Um, Plus, so you had the what, what ones did you have? Oh, Chicago.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like the I like the classical cursive. Chicago was fine. What else did you like? Um, I had the Clippers, Charlotte, I had Charlotte and Morgan
1: Charlotte. Oh yeah. The only one that I would consider putting on my top 5 that you did was probably the Clippers, but they were probably just top 10ish. Um So I guess I okay, could my my bottom 3.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't like Miami, just mm. too funky.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> um I, like that's just one I gotta get out the way now. I want to put OPC down there uh, just because, like, it, it's just not creative at all.
0: Well, like, it's just white, like,
1: I, th- I think they might be able to pull it off. I like the, the court to go with it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if there's any ones I don't like. Oh. I, I have to give an honorable mention to Memphis. I forgot looking what I was looking at my top five. I don't know if I'm gonna put them over anybody, but they have a nice jersey. Um, <laughs> I want to put the Sixers down. I think in the bottom three personally.
0: All right, all right, all right. I'm I'm um, I'm with you. And then and then all I right. have
1: one more. I have one more. Um so I have so I had OKC oh no that was my I think that was my bottom three yeah yeah I think yeah, you, I had, uh, I had you had Miami, and... you had Miami OKC
0: and you had Miami OKC and um...
1: yeah, oh no I want the Celtics down there get the <laughs> Celtics that shit is trash just like the,
0: just like their team
1: dude they they need a new jersey dude it's all the same thing <laughs> just different like they, like, they, they're like, ooh, let's put the green inside of the white. Like, bro, design something new, man. No, like, if anything, you're super classic. If anything, a, a you have but like the Lakers are too, and they did something new. Like,
0: if you have to talk to anybody about originality, you have to go with New Orleans. Look at their jelly; it's literally the same thing as their that home. Too. But they,
1: <laughs> I mean, like
0: that's they literally like Monsk. okay. <laughs>
1: Like it, like it goes up now instead of down. Yeah. <laughs> I All right. like the Washingtons yeah. a lot too. I, I I like a lot of these. There's I a lot like of there's liners. a lot
0: of there's a lot of jerseys I really liked. Yeah. Um, but if I had to pick my bottom three, I would agree with you on Miami. Um, I would have to go New Orleans, and I would have to go uh, Golden State. I like Golden State. I mean, it's just
1: like they're one of their uniforms. It's just. They have the thunder. There's lightning on me. Yeah, but it's nice that we have
0: completely different. What about
1: like... what about Utah and Phoenix just copy pasting? I mean, yeah. I mean, Phoenix kind of had to. That was like their brand at this point. Like literally last yeah. year, that that uniform was literally like their main uniform. Mm-hmm. They they were wearing that every game. Yeah, There's <laughs> no orange jerseys this year. I want the I, want, I need the books to bring. It. It's like the antler jerseys back. which were so nice. Gonna cap one if they bring it if they get like a new version of the books of the uh, antler jerseys, that would be sick. I think they should just rebrand and make those the jerseys, but like have a white version. I'd be down with that, a white version and a, and a green version, and then like you know, an elegant version.
0: I would right, be down with that. Is
1: that how that, that, that I talk you up on? Uh, how you doing, all American Jacob?
0: Uh, I just hey, I actually took a when did I finish season one? Oh yeah, I finished season one on Friday Friday night, and then my computer glitched out and I it wouldn't turn on for like two days. And so I'm just, I just started season one um, today or yesterday. If, season two, you mean? Yeah, season two. I'm starting season two. I think tonight I'm so. going to watch episode two of season four that just came out yesterday. So I'm moving along. It's such a great show, and it's it's up there. I'll move All along, right. and I, but I, yeah, it, that's pretty much it. By the end, I think by two weeks from now, I'll say that I'll I'll be able to say that I'm done with season two and season three and start in season four. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a really good show. If you guys haven't watched it, you should watch it. Um, but I think that's pretty much all we have here for today's episode. Uh, I'm if if I'm Luke like has nothing, forty minutes. So I'm good. Yeah. If Luke has nothing else to bring up about the NBA, we're gonna skip. We're gonna skip the picks uh, for this episode.
1: Hey, Cleveland beat Charlotte last night. What'd I say?
0: What do, I did that- you pick?
1: It wasn't in our official picks, but we were doing our scheduled thing, uh, and the Hornets were doing like a breakdown. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Cleveland, gonna beat, beat the Hornets. Hey.
0: Oh, yeah. Before we leave, I have to t- – I, ha- I, t- I told you this last night. I-, I have to bring this up. All right, so we're-, we're in this fantasy basketball league, you know, and the first two weeks, I lose by a combined 1.75 points. I lose to Luke by a point in week one, and I lose by a quarter of a... or three-quarters of a point in week two. Like, that is hey, the epitome of brutality, though. I tell you. I'm on my way to
1: hopefully 3 no this week.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, that's the epitome of brutality. So, um, yeah, I got nothing else to, to bring up NBA-wise for this episode, so I think we're going to cut this one. Um. Like like we bring up every episode at the end of the episode. Um. We release uh we release our episodes every Wednesday and Sunday at 10 a.m. Central Time, uh, so you guys can watch out for that. I know we missed last week's um Sunday episode, but uh, we'll try to get back to those two episodes a, two episodes a week, Wednesday morning and Sunday morning, and. We'll bring all the news we have on the NBA into our, into our episode. So hopefully you guys enjoy listening to us. I know it's a lot of shenanigans, but I hope you guys enjoy and hope you guys have a good rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you next year right here on the Hoops Hoopside Podcast.